Oh boy, we got a very, very, very interesting one for this time. Let's get into Magi, the Magic Labyrinth, or the lad Labyrinth of... Oh no. Magi, the Labyrinth of Magic, is what it's called. And, again, like all the stuff I do, this is a story time segment coming up in a second. I just want to mention, wow, let's get it out of the way. Everyone is very, very pale for being in a Middle Eastern setting. Like, I, I love it. I love everything. This isn't something I get to see too super often. This setting is very cool, and the only time I can think it's really been explored is just, I don't know, Aladdin? That's the only time I know of it explored that I've seen. It's definitely an anime, probably much, much, much more rare. But let me get into a story time. But yes, everyone is white as sin. <laughs> uh... I don't know. That's what people call me. Let's let's say more so. White like an Englishman on a sunny day. Yeah, that will work. Anyway, story time. Jazz hands. Come with me on a land to a faraway place where the something something groans. Where you wander among. I, I'm not gonna sing the song. I'm pretty sure I could lose this episode. But, uh, yeah, story time. Now, take it with me. You are in your bedroom. You have Netflix on your TV. And it's a little slow. <laughs> And you're just fingering around to all the anime, just looking around, looking for something to watch years ago on a nice, dark, and rainy Saturday morning. With kind of the white peaks showing up in the, in the gray clouds. So there's no rain, it's just kind of dreary. It's what I'm remembering happened, but let's get back to the story. <laughs> uh, I saw a little ad for Magi. The Voyage of Sinbad, and I'm like, oh, it's a, just a seafaring anime, okay. And I didn't think anything much of it. <laughs> and then I kept looking around, and I decided, okay, I'll watch an episode of this, and okay, it's cool. And I watched a few more, and I was done. No real reason why, I just didn't care enough anymore, not to, I just didn't look when I look into it. And then I was on a car trip to go pick up my new puppy with my mother. <laughs> Fun trip. Never want to do it again. Because we drove from the eastern seaboard to, I want to say, Ohio. But I can't remember. The trip is a blur. And then back in a day and a half. 
We left that morning, we got back the next night. Never again. But anyway, I digress. I watched some of it again. I thought, okay, this is a lot better. I'm enjoying this. The, the series just need a little bit of steam to be picked up. I'm getting into it now. Explaining Yellow Power, and then I kind of fell off again. And then I, the other day, I decided, let's sit down, finish this, because there's a lot about the series I adore and love. And I did. And honestly, this first season is phenomenal, and I'm very excited to share it with y'all. So, what is Maki, the Labyrinth of Magic? Pretty good. Let's get that out the way now. If you look up lists of like, ah, oh, D&D like anime, or like anime to watch if you really like D&D, which I, you know, I did to see if I can get my friends into anime, because I like them both equally, and I love them all, and I wish I could squeeze D&D and anime together. Yeah, I got it this time. Only a little bit, though. We'll get into that. Uh, yeah, but it's up there with the likes of Seven Deadly Sins, which will get its own episode eventually. If I can work myself up to actually watch it again. <laughs> uh, what else? I'm trying to remember the name of it. Uh, Wrecker Lot of War. I mean, I've only seen a few episodes, but that is quite literally D&D anime as you can get. Like, there's elf and dwarf racism. What, what could be better in a, from a D&D setting? <laughs> oh, God. That's gonna be taken out of context somewhere. I'm very excited for it. It means someone cares enough to tear me down. <laughs> and then, Moggy always stuck out, because Moggy very much is not in a traditional European setting. It's very much set in deserts. With gin and magic lamps, flying carpets, and a bunch of weird butterflies, which we'll get into soon. But the story of Magi is set up like this. You have these Magi, they select kings in this Middle Eastern inspired world, which also has China in it. And I'm 99% sure Africa, but it's called the Dark Continent, so what else could it have been? And let me remind you, everyone in this show is very, very pale, very, very bright hair. Which, upon watching and like, what, watching again, very odd when the character with black hair finally showed up, who's from like the, the China of this world. I'm not gonna give specific names because it's a lot of. This anime has a lot of political talk in it, so I'm not going to get into it just for the sake of I can't explain it all very well, but I could explain other fun things. Uh, our main cast is very much primary colors of yellow, a pinkish red, and very, very bright blue. But I honestly hated it the first time I saw it, and now that I'm kind of watching it again, like through it again, still pretty odd. I'll live with it. I'm getting over it. 
my one complaint is minor and has is just funny in retrospect. But let's talk about the main story overarching how Maki works. Because I kind of teased it and completely ignored the people who were very excited for it for the people who wanted to hear my tangents. Anyway, story is this. Uh, our friend Alibaba, who is our dual protagonist along with the boy he finds, Aladdin. And Aladdin is a Magi, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a Magi. I can... I picked the kings in this world. It's been a very long time since I've seen the first few episodes. Please don't hurt me. And they go on a dungeon crawl to claim a dungeon for themselves. And along the way, they meet Morgiana, a slave girl, and she gets freed, and the three of them go off on cool adventures. Now, I will... There's so much more going on here, and I will get into it, but I just want to break down the whole structure. Very much set up with the D&D campaign, but very much so you can feel it with when they're actually doing the dungeon crawls. In the first season, there are two dungeon crawls, the initial and the one at the very end of the season. Not sure if it was done on purpose. Well, honestly, pretty good book opener, book ender. Don't you think so, a non-existent audience? Feedback. <laughs> but outside of that, if something cool isn't going on directly, like I feel like in the middle part, when the whole party is kind of separated and doing their own thing, feels kind of dull. Like the, like our party of three. What's a good euphemism for musketeers? Ah, we'll just call them three musketeers. Our, our three our three musketeers are really cool and they work off each other very well. And definitely take advantage of the unique power system this world has in some of the best ways I've seen or could have fathomed. But I need to talk about the characters before I do way too much. But... After that, I can talk about my favorite part about this show. Anyway, uh, let's get going. Next up, we have our three-man band. Because I want to talk about characters, and then I get to talk about what I really, 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 really want to make this episode on. I could do a whole thing on this next segment. It could probably be an hour, and I'd still be really happy. But it won't be because, well, I want to sleep tonight. Oh boy, let's get into our titular Magi himself. And it's not Magi. I thought it was Magi forever. It's not. I don't know. I don't know, when it comes Christmas time at the church, we always mention Tale of the Magi at some point, but then... Do we? Am I just throwing in Tales the Three Kings? I don't know. No, 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 let's not mention it. <laughs> let's get back into our blue-haired boy, Aladdin. And yes... That Aladdin, because it's very much based around the... I forget exactly what it's called. 
and you have to bear with me because I didn't do a metric ton of research for this because I mainly because I just don't know a ton and aren't willing to seek it out right now. But it's based on, you know, like the 40 thieves kind of thing and arguably we see the said 40 thieves in the fog troop. We see Alibaba, who is our next main character. Morgiana, and I know these are all like big characters. Sinbad. I played... Look, it's the world of the Arabian Nights. What more could you want? It's cool, it's fun, dangerous, and we got magic gin. I'm not sure if those were in the... No, there was a... Isn't that the entire point of the open sesame thing, is to get to a genie's lamp? Anyway, oh, one of these days I'll actually know exactly what I'm talking about before I get going. But Aladdin, he's a very pleasant young boy who is a ma who is the Magi, who is essentially, you, you know how like Dumbledore is an S tier wizard or whatever. Not much can be him. Yeah, a Magi is double S. Because if you, if you like RPGs like me, or you, let's even use D&D, this kid's got infinite spell slots and infinite MP. He cannot be touched. He is a god among men. And there's only ever three, but he is the fourth. And oh no, how's the world going to deal with that? The Magi also selects their king's candidate. And Aladdin being, you know... Not timid, but I'll uh, say mild. Picks Alibaba. Oh god, Alibaba. We'll get to you in a moment. And they go on their big adventures. Long story short, it's a cool cast. I love every member. I'm not going to go into particulars on everyone. Especially not like the seven generals, because I don't remember any of their names. And not all of them even do something in the first season. So that's what I'm expecting for later on. Let's get back to Aladdin, shall we? Uh, magician. He has his cool buddy Uvun. Or Uvo. Uvo! I'm thinking of that Hunter Hunter character. I can't remember if he's the dude who got killed by Karapika. Or the blonde dude in the drag suit. I can never... Oh, yeah. Yeah, Uvogin is the dude that gets killed. Like, it's It's been, what, 30 years since the Phantom True Garp came out? Am I good to say these things? I... I hope. Anyway, let's get back into... Magi. Now that my phone is silenced... Next up, Alibaba. Alibaba, Prince. Spoilers, my bad. Uh, very much is a fencer after my own heart with his royal sword play. If you don't know me, I fence as a hobby. It's very fun. And I recommend everyone at least try it once. Because there's very few opportunities in life to actively wave a sword in somebody's face and not get arrested. So take the opportunity of everyone wearing armor. And that is my fencing PSA of the day. Expect one in about five months.
he goes through a lot of parts of the show, and I would definitely call him an Aladdin dual protagonist. And if we were on D&D terms, Aladdin is a monk. Not a monk. I'm thinking of our next character. My words got tied. My bad. Aladdin, definitely a wizard. Alibaba, I'd say I say a hexblade since he gets a genie. Or a djinn called Amon to live in his... It's... Now, now we're going to stretch the definition of a sword and a knife. So he has this knife. It's, um, if I, I'm not doing any hard measurements here. I'm not even pulling up a screen cap. I'm going off my memory. Not that big. Almon turns into essentially a Zwei-hander. But we'll get into that in a minute. And then later, he finds a way to make it smaller, but he still calls it Almon's sword. So, I guess it could, you could call it a sword, it could be a knife, I'm gonna leave that up to you. And, honestly, as a King's Candidate, very interesting. I know we haven't seen a ton of the others, and we've only seen a lot of other Magi so far in terms of Judar, who is definitely one of the main villains, voiced by Top Havercorn. I'll get into him much later when we get to spoilers. Which I won't talk too much about since I really really want you to watch this one like that's how good it is even though it's a little I think it's about a decade old now maybe let me check out the anime's release date foggy anime 25 episodes in the first season 37 volumes wow that's like half a bleach ran for five years sorry I no, no, I got the original run wrong. Sorry. Oh, 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 2012. So yeah, it's 10 years old now. Cool. So I'm kind of doing this on a pseudo 10th anniversary. Man, I feel proud of myself. And last but not least, Morgiana. Who is the slave girl who gets who gets freed by one of her fellow slaves and decides I'm gonna go hang out with this blonde kid and this very short kid. Ah, I, I say short, he's like five. I'll call it ten. Because I know if I look it up, I'm gonna feel like an idiot, and that's gonna be the rest of the segment is. And I kinda need to have some positivity in my own self and my memory. Yeah, Morgiana's my favorite. She's kind of quiet, but very much decides kicking everything is the solution to every problem. And her definitely being the bravest and more or less a D&D monk is my favorite part of the show, just watching her fight. Because there's nothing super fancy, it's just very fluid. A1 pictures, you did yourself a good job. If I'm not mistaken, the first few seasons of Seven Deadly Sins... Now I'm looking this up. A1 Pictures. A1 Pictures. Da, 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 da. Oh, they also did most of Fairy Tale. Maybe all of Fairy Tale. Uh, sorry, now I'm just looking. We'll fix it. Oh, Blue Exorcist. 25 episodes. Sorry, A Dollar Zero, Persona 4, Black Butler. So Deadly Sins, yeah, yeah. I think they only did the first season, and wow, was that so stupid that they really should have paid 
Like, if you don't know what happened to that show, I am so sorry. It will have its own review. Don't look it up. I want you to be surprised. Yeah, Morgiana's probably my favorite just because she is, compared to all these other bombastic characters, or very loud characters, it's very, very much more down to earth to hear her sadly contemplate her life and what she's going to do with it. And how much she loves her newfound found family and her and these two friends but very much i just prefer her kicking everything versus giant magic blast going on and later on she does get a little bit of the show's magic but that leads me into a great segue into talking about the magic system the magic system in magi is honestly just from reading it one of my reading not reading i've been doing a lot of reading really lately so i'm getting my wires crossed watching one of my favorite i've ever watched hey y'all still here spoiler time oh man this show is got its heartbreak from Alibaba and Kasim, and don't say I didn't warn you. I've warned you twice. Spoiler time, it's here. Alibaba and Kasim. Oh god, that's a fight I don't want to relive. The fall of. Oh no, the name's escaping me. Is that near said Cindria? Oh no, what's it called? Ali Al Alibaba's. Oh, uh, now, now I have to look it up. Anyway, uh, there's also other really, really cool parts of this. Sorry, I'm, I'm, ge I'm getting there. Balbot! Balbot! Sorry, uh, Balbod's The Fall of Balbod by the Ko Empire, which is essentially China. After its miraculous rebound, like, even in terms of this show, like, it was a woo! But it was realistic just enough to, to see it kind of working. But, I mean, it's... Look, this show's got some heartbreak. There's a lot of death as well. Like, a surprising amount of death for a shonen. But this wasn't in Shonen Jump, so maybe they got away with more... Probably... Yeah, that's what I'm gonna go with. Like, we see one dude get his arm chopped off, chopped off, and there's a lot of blood. <laughs> but... Basically, once Matt Mercer hits the show, that's when you kind of have to keep watching. He plays Sinbad, and if you know anything about your Arabian Nights, which I also looked it up. Yeah, I was right, Arabian Nights. Yeah, that's Sinbad, King Sinbad, ruler of the Seven Seas. And in this show, he is in charge of a land called Sindria. God in heaven, why didn't I realize that was... It never clicked. It never clicked. It was a play on his name. 
or it was named after him. I'm sorry. Maybe next time. Maybe next time I'll realize something before I get the mic in my hands. You know, the worst part, I waited to do this episode, too. But there's also... Oh, yeah, by the way. A very top-tier Matt Mercer. Because it sounds just like... It's a much, much happier Levi from Attack on Titan. Oh, man. Sinbad's a very fool-of-himself character. Kind of a womanizer king. But a very great mentor figure and introduces the power ceiling of the show very well because he has seven contracts with seven gin and they won't allow him to make anything more along with anyone else in his household who have his household vessels. I find it a very, very interesting power ceiling, but we'll see how much water that holds. Anyway, we have Judar, a rival Magi, who very much puts Aladdin in his place very early on in the ball arc and shows him, oh yeah, this is what you can do if you were as cool as me. Voiced by Top Habercorn. And he very much gives me Joker energy and not from the live action movie. I'm talking about just the character himself of like, hey, I'm here. I'm doing what I want. <laughs> very much free-spirited and I love him. I would not want to be anywhere near him though because I, his death toll seems very, very, very high. But there's a lot of cool moments like the breaking of Sindria's barrier when you see all that kind of that watery barrier come in. When you see Aladdin fighting, when you see Aladdin and Alibaba fighting the organization in the final dungeon at the end of the first season, that's that's really cool. The iron sand making a bunch of weapons. Mm, love it. I'm uh, very excited to see the full gin equip from our heroes because we. Like, Sinbad even does it in the opening, but doesn't do it in the show, to my recollection. So I find that is kind of odd. Not odd enough that I want to complain about it, just, yeah. But the story, I won't lie, Ballbot I think goes on for an episode too long. Maybe even two. And I'm not meaning the ending, I mean like in the middle and near the beginning. It just takes a little bit to get through, but it doesn't help our characters get separated. And Aladdin goes on his own journey with his little flying carpet and then he meets up with everyone else. I think... I forget if it's a few months or a few weeks later. Morgiana's out doing her own thing. Yeah, I wouldn't say the opening is the strongest, but once you actually get to Sindria, that's when things start getting real good. Which I say is like 20 episodes in. Um, 18 episodes. I'm not even, I don't have a count in front of me. But once the series actually, like, picks up steam, it picks up steam pretty well. But it has a little bit of a slog getting there. But that's basically all my thoughts on this first season. I very much love the power system. Very much ready to go back into season two. Very excited to see what's going to happen next. But that's all I have for you today, folks. I hope you have a great rest of your week. 
And if you are listening to this much in the future, I really hope my season two predictions go well. Oh, it's going to be really good. If not, well, there will be an episode anyway. See ya.